Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah, Jesus, we glorify you. We honor you tonight. Father, we honor the price you paid. Jesus, we honor the price you paid. Father, thank you for planning it. Jesus, thank you for purchasing it. Holy Spirit, you're leading us into it. And we thank you for it. We give you glory and honor and thanks and praise. And we thank you tonight for the greatness of your plan. And we thank you for words that bring heaven to earth. We thank you for your word. We give you glory and honor and thanks. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Turn around and give somebody around you a great big God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My husband, on more than one occasion, made the statement, speaking of the last day revival, it would be all previous revivals wrapped up in one. It would be all fivefold offices operating at full potential power. It would be all nine manifestations of the Spirit operating at full potential power. Amen. That's not just what we set our faith on, that's how we set our thinking and our expectation. And we make, we position ourselves for that flow. Amen. And uh, the miracles of the last day revival, they're contained in the deeper places of the spirit. And the way to go further in the spirit is speaking in tongues. So the more we give ourselves to to praying in the spirit, the further we'll go in the things of the spirit. And that's where these fuller, flows, the full measures of the flows that belong to this era, that's where they lie. We won't just float into them. We, we go there on purpose. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, uh, not just a minister going there, congregations going there. I said congregations going there. Um, there was one pastor who had an elderly couple in, in his church for years and they had been part of Sister Amy Simple McPherson's ministry. And uh, they said, we've never seen an anointing like that before nor since. In the services, the measure, the degree of that anointing. And they said, one of the things is the price she paid to live uh, in intimacy with Jesus. 
But then she said, the, the couple said to this pastor said, she had 150 people praying in the spirit during the service in a room, a separate room. And she called it her power generator. And it's not just up to the preachers to access this flow. It's all of us. Amen. Congregations, whole body, local bodies moving together in this. Amen. From the front row to the back row. Hungering for it from the front row to the back row. Hallelujah. When we were, uh, uh, it's, a, it's booming for me, bringing the volume down. Uh, in 2008 and I read it to you last night and I want to read it again. I'll go with a bit different emphasis of what God said to me about this. And, uh, in Fredonia in 2008, uh, in the midst of meetings and one night I went back to the hotel room and God spoke to me and I just wrote it down as he said it. And he says, not every congregation will cooperate with the deeper things of the spirit. But those who hunger and thirst for it shall be filled. Talking about whole, the whole body being filled, not just individuals. Yes, individuals, but that whole congregation. And that's why churches, and he was referring to word and spirit churches, haven't grown to the size that the pastors would like. For my plan is that the congregations will flow with the deeper things of God and it's difficult to move a larger number of people into a deeper flow. Come on. Now, let me, as I said it last night, he's not sentencing us to smaller numbers. He's saying this, that as you're, uh, as you're, as you're pioneering works and as you're growing and you're not the size that you have in your heart, Take opportunity, take advantage that before it gets large, that you already direct that congregation into a flow that when the numbers come, they can step in with the congregation that's already moving that way. And I tell you what, if you, if we take time to invest in, uh, to instruct and bring people into their part in the greater flow then when new people come, they get carried by the flow that's already moving. It's not, you don't start over every time, but you have this, this core people who are skillful. And when others get around them, they start responding like those who know. <laughs> Amen. And this is what he was talking about. Take advantage when your congregation is not the size that you have in your heart for it to be, uh, but take advantage of going places with that congregation. Amen. And then God went on and said, so I have brought those who want to move further into the things of God, into these churches. It matters what the people want. Moses and Caleb and Joshua wanted to go into the promised land, but the people wanted something different. And it was due to their, uh, their slave thinking. They didn't change the way they thought, so they couldn't go. And uh, praise the Lord. 
So God is bringing those who want to go further. Remember what Dad Hagen said, that Jesus told him, I am going to visit hungry hearts everywhere. In, in different denominations, different religions even. Hungry hearts. So then God said to me further, so don't be so concerned about numbers because he wanted me to teach this to the pastors. He wants to free you from looking out your office door to see how many came that day. He wants you to get delivered from how many love what you love and just enter into what you love. And don't let those who didn't show up to love what you love hinder you from going into what you love. <laughs> the flow of moving with him. So don't be concerned about numbers. Rather, be more interested in moving the congregations into deeper places in God. Why? Because that's where these end time miracles and manifestations reside waiting for faith to lay hold of them. It can't be done overnight, but the progress has been great and there's more ahead. And then he went on and said this to me. As I explained last night, when Dad Hagen was here in 2003, he made this statement about referring to mom and dad Goodwin's church. He said it was the closest to the New Testament church of any church he had ministered in. And he said, and, and I asked dad in the back, I said, dad, when I read accounts of their church, their church seated two to 300 people, something like that. And then every service they would bring in extra chairs and fill in all the rows, the aisles rather with people because there were people just standing everywhere. There wasn't enough room for everybody. And so I said to dad, why did he not uh, why did he not build bigger? And Dad Hagen said two reasons. He says, number one, he said, Dad, Hag Dad Goodwin had said God didn't tell him to. You know, just because everyone's doing it. You still have to know what's he saying to you. And then he said, number two, he said he was landlocked where he was. But then God answered it for me when he spoke to me about this. He answered it further. And he said, that's the reason Dad Goodwin was never instructed to build a bigger building. Why God didn't tell him to. He said, I was more interested in the deeper places of, of the spirit that I had for that congregation to go. They could accomplish more by being in a deeper place of the spirit than they could by being in a larger building. They would have grown in numbers in a larger building, but they would have diminished in spiritual impact. Growth of numbers is not always enlargement. Depth is enlargement. And some have promoted numerical growth and sacrificed spiritual growth. Those who measure numbers as success have no vision to see the depth of the spirit. Man does not see as God sees. Men who measure success as numbers only are bound to the natural realm. And they will never move into the depth of the move of the spirit 
Why? Because the move of the spirit is in these, a deeper move is in a deeper place, deeper, further realms of the spirit. So God said, keep your focus on the spirit realm and don't be distracted by the natural of number counting. Then the natural realm won't trip you up. You know, what trips up somebody is when, oh, I've got a large mortgage on the church. They're a big giver. I can't say something that's going to affect the big giver. That's, that's being tripped up. That's why I tell the financial office, don't tell me who gave what. Because I want to be able to say and give them the help they need regardless of what they've given or not given. I don't want to be tripped up by knowing something naturally about someone. And then God said to me, the natural realm has, has tripped up so many of those I have anointed. They are so absorbed with measuring success by the natural realm that they've missed the steps that would have led them further into the things of the spirit. The spirit realm of God is the place where all answers originate from. Those who have been tripped up by the natural realm have never made strides into the realm where answers lie. Those sheep who need answers from the spirit realm for their health and other needs will never receive it in a church that's been tripped up by the natural realm of number counting. So you just be occupied. Now listen to this. It's what God said. So you just be occupied with moving deeper into the things of my spirit and leave the natural behind. Listen, the natural will catch up. When you go further, the natural will catch up. But if you're trying to just go further in the natural and leave the spirit behind, that's where the help won't be available to the people that they need. So he said, don't stay back with those who are in the realm of failure, which is the natural realm. Rather, you keep moving forward into the realm of answers, which is my realm, the spirit realm. If, you're not, if we're not careful, we look around and see what others are doing and say, well, see, that's success. Not if there's not a depth of the, the spirit supporting that thing, that's not success. Listen, there's a lot of... There's a lot of organizations that know how to gather large numbers. Rock concerts, sports events, political events. They know how to gather numbers. But we're to, we're to have an influence that comes from a, a place in the spirit. And our influence doesn't come from how many, how many people show up in our building. Don't misunderstand me. The great harvest is going to be a great gathering of people. I'm talking about intent and motive and what your focus is on. So this is what God said to me last week, bringing out, wanting me to emphasize again for us about dad Hagen. I mean, excuse me, about dad Goodwin that he could have built a bigger building, but something in the spirit realm, something for them would have been sacrificed by only looking to get, uh, to gather people rather than to move with the things of God. Our help is in the moving of the spirit. Our help is in where he leads. 
So I, this is the phrase that God said to me about to occupy a large place in the spirit is what we need to be interested in as pastors and as congregation members. So the whole body occupies a large place in the spirit, not just a large place on top of ground. I'm not against a large place on top of ground. Listen, God has said the, the buildings we hold, they're not going to, they're not going to be big enough to fill, to hold the harvest. But when we understand that, that, uh, to, to bless and help and receive this harvest is going to come because we have a, a larger place in the spirit. So we must want to occupy a larger place in the spirit and make things conducive to that and not just a large place naturally. Amen. It's out of, it's out of order to be occupied with growing the ministry and not, not endeavoring to take the people to a deeper place in the things of the spirit. It's out of order. Because when you go into the, the places of the spirit that God offers us and invites us into, then as I said, the natural will catch up. You'll see people that are hungry, who they hunger and thirst after righteousness. Whether or not they know anything about the word or not, they'll be drawn there. Amen. This is what with Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter five, they joined themselves to a congregation who had gone to some deeper places in the spirit and their carnality was judged and dealt with because of the degree of anointing in that deeper place of the spirit. And I, I, I won't have you to turn to it, but Acts chapter five, verse 13 and 14. And you know what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. But it says, after that event, it says this, and none of those who were not of their number, the number of that local body, none of those who were not of their number dared to join and associate with them. Listen, you can't just go over there and play church. That's what they mean. You can't go over there and sell your product out in the foyer. You can't go over there and... That don't work over in that congregation. And it says, none of those who were not of their number dared to join. People who live lifestyles that have been legislated is okay, but against what the word says. I'm not, I'm not confused by sin. Our congregation's not confused by sin. We love people. Everyone is welcome to come and be free, but don't come and join and dare to join in a degree of anointing and not want to go in. (laughs) None of those who were not of that number dared to join. And, and you say, well, are they trying to keep people out? No. No, no, no. We're just saying people knew this is serious business. This church is involved in power. And that's what we want it known that people know something happens in our services. Something happens in the lives of the people. None of those who were not of their number dared to join and associate with them. But the people talking about the community held them in high regard. Yeah. 
and praised and made much of them. So they had a good reputation. More and more there were being added to the Lord those who believed. So what was added? Those who believed, not just those who wanted to play church, those who believed. What was it? When you create uh, a, a flow in your, in your congregation, people who are genuinely hungry, they'll jump in and it will be added and it will grow and there will be increase, but they'll be drawn by the depth of the flow of the spirit. They won't be drawn because of a program or community outreach. I'm not opposed to community outreach, but don't do it at the neglect of the deeper things of the spirit. Yes, let people know you're there. Yes, absolutely. You have to let them know, but you only reach out so you can bring them into more. Not so you can grow yours bigger. The motive and the intent has to be to bring people into more so that God can manifest greater ways. Amen. So they didn't join them lightly. I tell you what, you want to be right when you go to that church. Why was it? Because of the large place that body occupied in the, in the things of the spirit. Amen. And that demanded respect of the community and the community respected them. Things happened there. <laughs> Amen. When you occupy as a body, a larger place in the spirit and you're skillful with that place of the spirit, there's an influence that you have in earth's events. Daniel occupied that place personally. He occupied a place in God. And uh, that, that nation was ruled by his prayer life. The three Hebrew men, when King Nebuchadnezzar said, you're going to fall down and bow down and worship the image, they said, oh, no, we not. No, no, you're, you're mistaken. You're mistaken. Why? They weren't afraid. Why? Because they were standing in their place, a further place in the things of God. And because they did not compromise, the king then uh, changed his edict in a day after they were delivered from that burning fiery furnace. And he said, their God is God. Now we're worshiping him. What was it? Because they occupied a place. They changed a nation in a day, in a moment, in a moment. And that's the, that's what God assigns the church to occupy in th- some places in the spirit so that you govern things on the earth through that place. It's not just for the preacher. It's for congregations that will be hungry and go there. Amen. Elijah occupied a large place and look at the results calling down fire of <laughs> changed the whole religious complexion, emptied out Jezebel's eating table that she ate with all her false prophets and stuff. Emptied them all. Your dinner guests couldn't make it tonight, Jezebel. 
Why? Because one man occupied his place, a larger place in the spirit, a further place in the spirit. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And then at the leading of God's word, he prayed and the, the, the rain stopped. And then again, the rains were given, affecting the earth by occupying a place. Amen. We've been raised and seated with Christ. And when we occupy that place by the spirit, and we go further into the place that is associated with the, the, the seating that is ours. <laughs> you talk about last day revival results. Amen. What about Joshua? He occupied a place when nobody else wanted to go occupy. He was with the whole congregation who was not interested in going into that life of faith and following God into what God had made theirs. They weren't interested. Just because they weren't interested, he stayed interested. He stayed wholehearted, wholehearted toward God. Him and Caleb, wholehearted toward God. Amen. And he occupied. I mean, he occupied so that when they were entering the promised land and taking possession of it, and they were in battle, and the sun starts going down on them. They're winning in the battle, but the sun starts going down and they start losing the advantage because the inhabitants know all the terrain. They know where to hide. They know the strategic places of that terrain. But because this was new terrain for God's people, they start losing the advantage when it goes dark. So Joshua stands up, sun, you stay there. Moon, you stay there. He didn't know that for the sun to stay there and the moon to stay there, Saturn had to stay and uh, Mars had to stay and the whole solar system had to be interrupted in its rotation and course because one man occupied. <laughs> when you occupy places in the spirit, you occupy places in the earth. amazing and we've neglected it but no more and we're learning I said we're learning uh, go with me to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1 and I'm going to read out of the amplified so if you haven't amplified you may want to reference that one Joshua chapter 1 And we'll start in verse one. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, Moses is minister. <laughs> Moses, my servant is dead. I just love, just get to the point. Why did he say that to him? Well, Moses went to a mountaintop. Nobody knows where he died. He, God sent him to climb a mountain the day he exited. And God confirmed it to Joshua. Moses dead. It's like, move along. Turn the page. You're authorized. Move along. 
and it's not a dishonor. Moses, my servant is dead. So now there's always, there's always a now after someone has exited your life, whether through death or through any other, whether it's divorce or through offense, whatever. There's always more. There's always more. Don't lay down the more just because someone exits. Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise, take his place. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land, which I am giving to them, the Israelites, every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread that have I given to you as I promised Moses. Look down in verse five, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You say, boy, I'd love to hear that. As he was in Christ, so he is in you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Now God's telling his side. Now he's talking to Joshua about his side. Now you be strong and of good courage. Notice this, it's gonna take courage to walk in the boldness of the place, the deeper things of the spirit. It's gonna take courage that when God says, speak to that, speak to that issue, speak to that issue. Because occupying certain places, they call for boldness, courage that comes from knowing the one who's with you and in you. Amen. Verse seven, only you be strong and very courageous. So something can belong to you. But if we're not bold with toward that, we won't enter in. So there's realms of the spirit, but we have to be bold toward that. Because when you go, the further you go, let's say this, let me say it this way. The more you pray in the spirit, you not only sense more of God, you sense more of demons because there's demons in the spirit realm, not in God's realm, but in the spirit realm. And there can come pressure and opposition to try to back you out of going further. But be strong, be courageous, stand on the word. Years ago, I was spending hours, hours a day praying in the spirit and doing that, there came all kinds of activity against me mentally that I did not know how to, I didn't understand know how to divide things. And so one day God said something to me. He said, back out. Why? Because you can go some places you're not ready or matured and developed to go into. That's why you want to follow the spirit in these things. And when that started happening, God said to me, back out. So I did. I did. And then he started dealing with me. This is probably, oh, maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And he, he started dealing with me about living untroubled. How to not be troubled. Psalm 23, verse 5. Thou hast prepared a table before me 
in the presence of mine enemies. And he started dealing with me about how to stay at the table even though the enemies are present and not be distracted by the enemies that are present not with them not distracting you from the table. That takes practice. It takes a development of skill. It takes what Paul was talking about in Philippians chapter four, verses 10, 11, the Amplified, I have learned as he sat in prison, I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. Meaning this, he was in a dark place with all kinds of oppressive atmosphere around him. And he said, I'm not disturbed. I'm not disquieted. And he says, I had to learn that. And to go into the deeper things of the spirit, you have to learn some things because there's attacks against the mind. There'll come all kinds of wrong thinking. Why? Because that's the devil's, uh, that's his battleground is to get you think wrong. So there has to come to go to deeper places of of the spirit. You're never safe just going there, praying in the spirit. You have to go there with the word. Feeding on the word as you pray in the spirit. That we give as much time to the word as we give to praying. Why? To keep us on, 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 on full-footed, safe ground. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 7, Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. Only you be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Lifestyle, lifestyle. That you may observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Amen. Amen. So the word is the language. The word is the language we have to know as we go further in the spirit. Amen. The word is our mind. Yes. Amen. Yeah, that's right. The word is our mind. Yes. Yeah. I said the word is our mind. The word is our thoughts. Amen. The word is our meditations. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Elisha was one who walked in this further place in the spirit (laughs) that uh, he started the most protected man in the nation couldn't find a place where his thoughts and words weren't heard because Elisha got in the realm of the spirit and heard the Syrian king's words that he spoke in his bedchamber. War strategies yeah. talked about, and Elisha just announced them yeah. to God's people. Yeah. And so the Syrian king said, "Who's the mole in here? Who's the who's the turncoat? Who's the one that's revealing the secrets?" And they said, "No one, but there is a prophet. There's someone in a in a realm of the spirit that he hears." what you say in your bedchamber. So one man occupying a deeper place was turning the outcome of wars. One man. What about a congregation? Occupying, going further, together, 
unitedly. I understand that he was a prophet. I understand that there are certain things that belong to the office, but I'm just saying, if this belongs to one man, what belongs to a whole congregation? Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, what about this? Acts chapter one, Jesus instructed his disciples. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He's not just talking to one man. And you shall be witnesses unto me. So when you cooperate with this flow of power, when you witness things happen. So many just witness without giving the power its place. Amen. The birth of the church started with people being filled. And then they would go minister to the people. They were interested in moving with the spirit that blessed the people. We don't bless, we can't bless the people as God intends unless we're full. Amen. And then after in this fullness, Peter came out and preached and then multitudes joined them. They didn't go out after the multitudes until they were in that place of power. They got into another place in the spirit. And when they did, then multitudes ran to them. Amen. Dad Hagen talks about the time that Jesus said to him, I told, he talked about how Brother Hagen didn't know this from his mother, but how Jesus had spoken to his mother before he was born. Said the child, don't have no fear, the child will be born and thou shalt call his name. And then she took off running and never heard the name. And so God said, your mother did not name you what I told her to name you. But he said, that's not the important thing. Then he said this, the important thing is that you minister in the power of the spirit. Well, to minister in this power of the spirit, you have to occupy places in the spirit. And you can't, we can't minister in the power of the spirit unless we endeavor to live in the power of the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because it's not about gathering large numbers. It's about occupying the places of the spirit he invites us into. Amen. You know, uh, then that's when you have an effect for in, in the lives of people. Dad Hagen would say this. He said when uh, he would call for those who needed healing and the people would line up in front of the of the altar area for him to minister to. He said, uh, I can tell you 90%, 90% of the people that are standing there, he says, I can tell you their problem physically and I can tell you how they got that way. But he said, but I don't tell that to them because I don't have that time. There's so many people. Now that's occupying. A further place in the spirit you come into, as Pastor Jay was talking about, a further place of uh, the spirit of seeing and knowing. And then you can help people at a whole nother level because you're in the place of their help. Amen. 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 
and you're ministering to them from that place of help. Amen. Uh, then turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. How do we know we're having an effect? I mean, when Elisha wakes up one morning and his servant Gehazi goes out and he goes, you got a problem out here. What is that? An entire army showed up after one man who was skillful in his place. (laughs) And then Elisha prayed, said, oh God, just open his eyes. It wasn't just the army, the enemy army surrounding him. It was a host of angels. Full, the hills full. Why? Because when you occupy a place, you have the help of that place. There's a help that belongs to further places. They'll help you build buildings. They'll help bring supply. They'll help in in ministering. First Kings chapter 19 in verse 15. And the Lord said unto Elijah, go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest anoint Haziel to be king over Syria and Jehu, the son of Nimshi shall thou anoint to be king over Israel and Elisha thou shalt thou anoint to be prophet. Look at this in thy room. In thy room. He was saying this man is to be brought in to a place you occupy. When, a, when you have a pastor, he's offering you a room. The room of his office. Offering for you to come into that room and learn what he knows and quit just saying, well, that's his job to do certain. No, he's offering you a room when God, when you're going to the place where God sets you in the body as it pleases him and he directs you to a a body, he's offering you a room. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just having a large gathering of people. doesn't mean we're skillful in the things of the spirit. But the last day revival, when he's talking about, when he's talking about full measure of the fivefold offices, full measure of the nine manifestations of the spirit, it's going to call for skill. And we cannot congratulate ourselves with numbers when we also need to have skill. And then I'll close with this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm just, we have to keep ourselves free from the ambition of, free from ambi- ambition. <laughs> ambition. 
ambition will start writing things down on paper and calculating. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse 10. This is the amplified for we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been. Considering what his purpose and his motive have been. And what has been and and what he has achieved, been busy with. We're going to answer how we spend our spare time. And we're going to have to answer for what we've been busy with and what he's given himself and his attention to accomplishing. We cannot occupy a large place when the natural occupies a large place in us or with our attention. And we're now in a day really like the days of Hebrews when they were delivered out of Egypt because the Pharaoh had no regard for God. And isn't our nation, we're seeing that more and more, losing regard, losing honor for God and for the standards of the word. The Pharaoh, that Pharaoh had no regard for God and his power and it took miracles to get the attention of the nation. And it turned, things turned. Why? Because God needed a man who would come to a place. And he invited Moses into that place and he saw a bush burning and out of him turning aside to see what this is, God invited him into a place and he went back and a nation was delivered because a man occupied a place. One minister of old said this, there's going... Uh, well, let me see. Let, let me say, let me pass over that to this one. It's actually Jeannie Wilkerson was in a service when Brother Hagen called her up to tell what she was seeing. And she said, Jesus came in to Brother Hagen's service on a white charger. He said he was there to inspect the troops. Not inspect the ministers, inspect the troops. All of us, the body. He rode up to Brother Hagen and held a scroll that he tapped Brother Hagen with, and when he tapped, and the message went in him. And Jesus said that the sword of some of the soldiers were sharp and some were dull. And he was going to have to sharpen their swords. She said that we all have a white horse now that is ours. The closer we follow Jesus, now listen to this. The closer we follow Jesus, the further up in the ranks our horse will be. Those who follow Jesus from afar will be further back in the ranks. If we waste our time and don't spend, we don't pray or spend time in the spirit, we will be further back in the ranks. But as long as we are alive, we have time to advance in the ranks. What's that mean? We have time to go further in the spirit. We have time. Let's go further. Let's go further. Because God sees these things differently than we see them. 
Amen. And sometimes we just look at the natural and think, I'm, I'm pretty much on target. Oh, right. Oh, really? <laughs> Hallelujah. With this local church, for me and when I pray for this place, um, I say, Father, our purpose is to create a place where your word and spirit can have its way. Where your will and your plan, your fivefold gift ministries can operate at their full potential power. Where your spirit can manifest your plan in our midst. It's a place for souls and to feed the sheep and I'm expecting you to feel it. I don't start with, I built this place, we built this place for souls. We built it for the plan of God. We built it for a place where his spirit can have its way, where the gift ministries are honored, where they can function and flow. And because of that, then the souls will come and the souls will be fed. But if we don't create a place where we facilitate the deeper move of the spirit, you can gather a large crowd that really never moves into any measure of what God has for them. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter three in verse 17. I want, I want this place to be a place where the Holy Spirit, not greed, but free to free to manifest. And that's where, that's the atmosphere where the people will be blessed. Ephesians three seventeen, and this is the amplified 17 and 18. May Christ through your faith actually dwell. Listen to this, settle down, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. He's talking to the church. He's not talking to a minister. He's talking to this local church in Ephesus. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. Now I'm going to read what the Weiss translation says. That Christ may finally settle down, listen to this phrase, and feel completely at home. Where does he feel completely at home? when we're facilitating him first and not people first. Now don't misunderstand me, we love people, but if we facilitate him first, they're gonna sense his love. They're gonna be ministered to in that flow of his love because we pleased him. Not because we adjusted ourselves to please the people that were present. We didn't adjust our message because People don't like that phrase or people don't like that word. We're not adjusting for people. We're, we're creating a place where he is comfortable so people can be changed. 
And so many are confused and they're adjusting their message and they're adjusting their delivery for the people. I'm not, I'm first, my first responsibility is to him, to him, to him. And when I occupy and take that place, and as we occupy and take those places, then the people are ministered to from that place in him. Amen. My job is to not make people comfortable. My job is to create a place where he's comfortable. And then they can come and receive of his comfort. His comfort ministered because he's comfortable here because he knows he's among trusted ones that value his word and don't adjust. Don't try to get him to adjust something to suit them. But they say, if this is right, I change me to come into what's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. And this is the Amplified. Don't confuse yourself, and I want to speak to ministers, but I've seen this also with congregation members. Some congregation members become confused in the place that they're supposed to be because they look around and see what others are doing to adapt themselves to society. Well, praise the Lord. Let's stop with that. First Corinthians chapter three. If you if you if you occupy the place you're supposed to be and keep your focus there, you don't look around and get confused. What should I be preaching? What should I be emphasizing? Very clear. Very clear. First Corinthians chapter three sixteen. Do you not discern and understand? That the whole church, the whole church, not the ministers only, the whole church at Corinth are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. If anyone does hurt to God's temple, he's talking about that local church. If anyone does hurt to God's temple or corrupts it with false doctrines or destroys it, God will do hurt to him and bring him to the corruption of death and destroy him for the temple of God is holy, sacred to him. And that temple, you, the believing church and its individual believers are. Praise the Lord, the whole church. We need to think as one, one, we, we are not just me, 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 me. I'm a family. I'm part of a family. I'm part of a bigger picture. And I, I don't choose to stay out and hold back when the pastor's endeavoring to lead us into more. He doesn't authorize me to stay behind. Amen. I want the heavenly vision for the church that I'm a part of to lay hold of it all and 
Well, praise the Lord. Going further together. Going further together. Going further together. Amen. Each taking their place and doing their part and not falling behind in the ranks, but keeping pace with the room that's been offered us. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all that this era holds. And we say we'll go with you there. We're hungry for all that you, for the greatness of your plan for this hour. We thank you for it. We glorify you. We magnify you. I want to, those that are in here, uh, 20 to 12, 20 all the way down to 12, come up here and line up. There's impartations for you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Oh, there's a lot of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Your success is not in trying to be like anybody else. You be like what's on the inside of you. Amen. What others fill their day with, you don't have to be interested in that. You don't have to be. You don't owe them your interest. And if it sets you apart from them, that's okay. That's okay because there's a company that are hungry. Be a part of the hungry. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the fullness. What you have for them. What you have for them, Father. For impartations. Impartations for them. Impartations for them. Impartations for them. Impartations for them. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Impartations for them. Impartations for them. Impart ah, impartations for them. Impartations. Impartations for them. Impartations for them. Mashtikiki. Mashtikiki. Impartations. Impart ah. Impartations, 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 impartations to be a supply, bring a supply. We thank you, Father. Impartations, 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 impartations. Smashtiki ete bestiki anamanta kata bosto ete kiyata. A like flow, a like flow of your granddaddy, <laughs> a like anointing of your granddaddy. 
Ah, it's not by coincidence. And it's not just by family arrangement you've gotten to live very close with your granddaddy. It's by divine arrangement. Because he had impartations for you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Impartations of the Spirit. Impartations of the Spirit. Much at that. The compassion of heaven flowing through you to the people. So be a student. Be a student of the miracle flow, of the healing flow. <laughs> Study after those who flowed that way. Talk to God about those things. Stir your interest in those in that direction. <laughs> ah, we thank you, Father. Impartations, impartations by the Spirit of God, impartations by the Spirit of God to take their place and bring their supply in the body. We thank you for it, Father. Impartations, 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 impartations. There were assignments on family members that were not fulfilled. He entrusts them to you. What you going to do with them? Machatakaye, matakaye, machatataye, manja da bokoria sikikiye, mabakatekiye. Oh, so critical. So critical that you made the choices you made. But how pleased he is that you made them. You had no idea the course of attack the enemy had set up for you. That plan was already laid. And by the divine mercy of God, you sidestepped that path. Avoided that path of destruction. Remember that. Don't play around anything that would compromise the right path. Us. And oh, oh, and you'll say, oh, I'm so glad I went the way I went. <laughs> Impartations. Visitations. That the Spirit of God coming on you. When you're laying in your bed at night, take the time to listen and he'll show things to you. He'll show you things about your future and about the greatness of his plan. 
In this place, in this season of your life, great downloads of divine equipment for the office you're called to and for the place he offers you. Don't be distracted. <laughs> Take it all. Take it all. Take it all. And the more of it you respond to, the greater the flow of it will come into you. We thank you, Father. My sticky. Brother Joel, lay your hands on him. My sticky. This season of your life, nothing else is more important. At this season, but those things which he has to put in you. Don't share this season with the unimportant. We thank you, Father. We are. Ah. The example, mm, the example that others can look to and say, uh, you know what, I'm going to make better choices. You know what, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to make those steps I ought to be making. And they'll be able to say that because the example you set. We thank you, Father, for impartations. We thank you for impartations, impartations, impartations. We thank you for impartations. We thank you for Im Ah, is that right? Is that right? Your daddy been talking, your granddaddy been talking to Jesus about you. Ah, because Jesus talked to him about you. Mm, you have help on every side, sister. <laughs> you have help on every side. <laughs> so fulfill it. <laughs> impartations, impartations. <laughs> impartations. <laughs> the divine rescue. <laughs> The divine rescue <laughs> that reached into your life before you were born. <laughs> and, and he marked you and said, this one, this one's for me. For, for this particular plan. <laughs> ah. Ah. 
<laughs> and that plan is so, you are so precious to him. And he gave you a plan precious to him. Ah, Chokoye. Masekiye. The hunger of other people <laughs> brought your life into the flow of their hunger. <laughs> we thank you, Father. What was offered to others. And they partook a measure of it, but they left behind a measure of it. The fullness of it is offered you. Know this, that God's plan is not limited to people. When people don't fulfill it, the plan's still going to get carried out. And it's always an honor to be able to say, ah, I choose that plan. I choose that plan. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. That teaching, that teaching anointing, <laughs> that teaching anointing will be a great blessing. We thank you, Father. We thank you. <laughs> we praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Jesus. <laughs> We praise you, Jesus. And just to give instruction about following the Spirit, we said that a little bit last night, because uh, we, we want to learn together. Amen? So as I was praying in the Spirit before the service, I saw in my spirit, I saw about Stephen. That's the only thing, I saw, caught a quick glimpse of it. So I just did that part, and I didn't know what else was next. But when I, when I fulfilled the part I saw, the part I didn't see started flowing. Because there was something connected to what I saw, so learn that. And then after I ministered to him, then God said, okay, now the rest. So he just gives us enough to get us going. And that's all I knew about was that part. So just in this classroom, just learn that. Amen? You don't have to see multiple things. It only takes one, one thing to cause things to move forward. Amen? Jesus, thank you so much. How precious to you, to us, to the body of Christ, these young people are. They're carriers. 
They're carriers of your plan, carriers of the future. We thank you for these precious young people. We love them. And Father, we purpose to be the example we ought to be to them. As not just minister, the ministers here, but as a body to be the example to them. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We thank you. We worship you. Hallelujah. We thank you. Just lift up your voice and worship him in the spirit. Namba paya tapastikiye, manja tapasto koko kokoye, manja daba koko koye, mastikikiye, mastikaya pakasto koriata pestikikiye, manja riada bakoriata passa kakakaye. It just seems to me that there's something else. Somebody has some. Somebody has something else. One of you ministers, something else. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Jay, you got something else. Pastor Anderson, you got something else. There's something else. Sister Annie, would you come up and sing something? Just sing something if you would. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't care. I don't care. Let's worship the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just do what the what you were doing a minute ago. In my life, be glorified. Lo. <laughs> In my life. Lord, be glorified, be glorified in my life. Lord, be glorified today, today.
today today be glorified in my life today and every day it's the prayer of our heart to be glorified today if his mercies are new every morning then his glory ought to be new every day in our lives and he ought to be glorified in our lives every single day Praise not just and the miracle anointing. The miracle anointing. We've got to have that miracle anointing flowing to the forefront. Hallelujah. Why? Because that's what changes things. Amen. Hallelujah. Appreciate your ministry, Sister Annie. Thank you, Father. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Mashtikiye. Mandakaye. Mojo goko ya da mastiki kie, manjagagaye mastokoria tepekikie. Father, I thank you that it, it. Yeah, come here. Just stay right there. I thank. Um, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Ma, ah, God has planned that body parts, body parts, from heaven, to be received body parts stored. I love something that God showed Pastor Amy. She saw a warehouse of body parts in heaven, but they were living. They were alive. They weren't just inactive. They weren't just laying there. They were, the life was in them. I love that. That's call it, call for it, call for it, believe for it, move in it. We thank you for it, Father. Father, we thank you for that miracle anointing. The miracle anointing. The miracle anointing. The miracle anointing. It's contained in the deeper places, the further places of the Spirit. To go further in the revival, we have to go further in the spirit. And to go further in the spirit, we have to pray in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mashtikikiye. the Bastika. Miracle anointing. Miracle anointing. Mashtikikiye. Mashtikikiye. The Bostoko de Miracle anointing. We thank you for it. 
Miracle anointings for bodies, but not just for bodies, for buildings, for properties. Miracle anoint. When the prophet uh, Elisha, they said, uh, we're going to go build a place for us to dwell in the school of the prophets. They said, because the place where it's too small. They said, we don't want to do it unless you go with us. So we went with them. And while they're building, the axe head flies off and goes into the water. And that miracle anointing raised up an axe head, miracles for buildings. Miracles for buildings. Miracles for buildings, Pastor Debbie. Miracles for buildings. And we, ah, miracles for buildings. Every, every, every minister or pastor or minister that there's, you're, you're building a building or you're getting ready to build a building. I'm saying it's in the near future. Come up here real quick. Come up here real quick. Really quick. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Congregation, stay hooked in with us. Just release your faith with us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for that miracle anointing. We thank you for the miracle anointing for that building, the miracle anointing for the buildings. And thank you for the miracle anointing, assisting them in the fulfillment of what you put in their heart. We thank you, Father, for that miracle anointing. We thank you, that miracle anointing, assist. Thank you, Father, for that miracle. We thank you, Father, for that miracle anointing. We thank you, Father, for that miracle. Years added. Years. 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 The plan needs the years. <laughs> we thank you, Father. Ah, we thank you for that, Father. The miracle anointing. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Ah, Mastikiye. We thank you for divine assistance. We thank you, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for that miracle anointing, assisting them in fulfilling all that you put in their heart. We thank you for it, Father. 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 (laughs) It'll be easy. Not hard. It'll be easy. That's what your words are to be. It'll be easy. It'll be easy. I don't have to figure it out because it's easy. Ah, oh, we thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Mashtika kariyata basikiki yata bakariyata pashtikiki. 
mastiki yada bosokoriate pestiki kie mancha katapastiki kie oh we thank you father we thank you father yeah you'll say something you a place of blessing be sober about that place don't take it for granted be a student there's much to learn much to learn assume you know nothing so that you can learn it all because when people think they know some things what happens is they don't listen the same so your safety for learning it all is assume you know nothing amen because not, not everybody is offered certain positions to be near. And man, that needs to, whoa, I don't play with that. I mean, I guard that, I protect that, I honor that, I value that. I will not assume and presume upon that place. So rethink, recalibrate up here recalibrate in the thought life your approach toward it so that you you uh, occupy it and receive all that he has father we thank you we, we thank you we thank you for it father we thank you father hallelujah hallelujah the lord is good the Lord is good. Come here, Levi. What about Levi? Come here, Levi. What about Levi? Yeah, what about Levi? Hmm. Give Levi some good dancing music.
one of you ministers said it, and I don't know who said it, but I love what they said. They said they were in a service and people were dancing, and one of the ministers said, God, I wish you'd give me a dance. And God said, I don't give you a dance, you give me a dance. as he's taken us. Amen. Turn to somebody before you're dismissed and say, I'm going further with you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.